Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Before we get started with this really, really good episode, I want to talk about my platform called Meditation for Students. Meditation for Students is an online platform on which I've created 39 meditations, especially for students. And these are for students who know this feeling. You never give yourself the permission to take a break. You always feel like you've got something to do and you cannot relax and you have the words stress literally written on your forehead. You are constantly in your own mind worrying about life. Does that sound like you? You are at the right place. The platform Meditation for Students has 39 and counting meditations, four lessons about meditation and mindfulness, 16 affirmations to reduce stress, a bonus meditation, a daily planner, journal prompts, gratitude exercises, 13 tips to stop stressing and access to the exclusive Facebook page which will enable you to follow extra meditations. I will be teaching you what meditation is and what mindfulness is and how to meditate and how to apply mindfulness in your daily life. But this won't take up a lot of time because I've created this for students who I know are busy, who have a social life, who have a job and of course a study to fulfill. Your biggest concern might be I don't have time to do this and I'm here to tell you that I'm not strict with you. If you feel like you don't have any time to meditate, then don't do it. And if you do have time to meditate, then do it. You are already busy and stressed enough. I don't want you to feel like meditation becomes a factor of stress too. So please feel like you can meditate whenever you can meditate and do it in your own time, on your own bed or just in the in the park when you've got time in the park to chill out. If you want a 50% discount for meditation for students, you can use that on my website, www.meganismindful.com and use the promo code podcast and you will get a 50% discount to meditation for students. I hope to see you there. Welcome to a new episode of the Lovingly Conscious Podcast. I am Megan and I am your host. So today I will be talking to Yolene. Yo is one of my colleagues from the castle that I also still work at and she is a horse trainer and she isn't just a horse trainer, she is a conscious horse trainer. She consciously trains horses and she also reprograms people who train the horses so she teaches them a way of positively training the horses that have a conscious positively effect on them. So as you're going to learn during this talk, she will be talking about how the field of horse training is still very much behind. So if you look at how dogs or sea animals, I'm so sad to hear that still, but sea animals, for example, in like SeaWorld are trained, they are all trained by positive reinforcement. And horses, for some reason, probably because they're very easily influenced, they are still trained by using like the rough hand, like how we, like the human race also raised our children like 50 years ago, uh, in the 50s or 70 years ago already, 
the horses are still trained that way. They're still trained by, I want you to do this and you're going to have to listen to me instead of thinking, wow, what does this animal need of me? How can I treat this animal really well? So we talk about that and it's just mind blowing how I realized that during this conversation that it was still so behind and that Yolene is doing such incredible work to try and change her field. So she does this in Dutch. So her the stuff that she offers in the Netherlands is all in Dutch. But I wanted to share this interview in English because maybe there are more people out there who only speak English, don't speak Dutch and are like, whoa. I really, really need to start training my horse or my animal in a really different way. So that's why we're sharing this episode for people to realize how we can maybe train animals differently, but also just treat them well, like our equals. They are different animals than we are. We have maybe taken another step on the intellectual level, but that doesn't mean that we're always in the right. I mean, we have a lot of faults over us. So treating our equals as equals is one of the most important things, in my opinion. Just share love, not only with humans, but also with animals. Anyway, I'm not going to keep you from this episode much longer. This is Yolene, and she's going to talk about training horses consciously. Hi, Jolene. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. No problem. Shall I say Jolene or Jolene? Whatever you prefer. I like both. I'll just call you Yo then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, just a small intro, we know each other from our mutual work or I, I say, I don't want to call it my day job because we both really like, we're into the law of attraction, aren't we? So I want to say it's my side job. It's my side hustle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Next to my own business. And um, we work there together as um, floor managers in the castle. And I always love working with you because when I work with you, I always feel like you are the one person who understands what it's like to have your own business and um, basically the struggles and you also understand what it's like to be being your own business owner with working with the law of attraction and natural things and stuff so that's really cool i really love that so yeah, same. <laughs> yay okay so question number one is which conscious choice have you made today there were two conscious choices in fact one was um i wasn't really hungry this morning because it was a little bit stressed because i just moved my horse and that's always a little bit stressful um but i know i need good breakfast and i want to do a small breakfast but i know i i can only last on that for a few hours so uh two or something and um so the first conscious choice was just to make uh some oats for myself so the big breakfast so i wouldn't get hungry really soon um so that was the first conscious choice for me and the second one was more uh for the world because i was a little bit cold and i like to uh to shower and i like long showers actually but uh, well um just spoiling all the water isn't really uh good for the for our planet so i made a conscious choice just uh, uh yeah take a warm sweater instead and uh, i made the same choice <laughs> oh really yeah <laughs> so funny it's cold here. I mean, we don't have a heating in our house. So oh. yeah, I mean, we've got those small electrical heatings, but it's just, I find it a bother to put them on. So I was like, I want to shower, but then I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I'll shower <laughs> this evening and then I can do like a proper shower. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Thanks. 
Um, tell me about your story. How did you become a conscious horse trainer and what made you the person you are today uh, to go into this field of work? Yeah, it's um, before I started working with horses, I worked as a sales manager and was a website I worked for. And it was so if people ask me, what, what do you do for a living? I, I always look at them and, and, th uh, and thought, what, what can I say? Because I was so not inspired by the work I did. So I found it really hard to talk about it because uh, it, it's, yeah, I, I just find it really boring. And well, luckily for me, I had to leave with a, with a lot of colleagues because they, uh, they stopped with the website. So um, at, the, at that point, that's a, such a point in your life where you think, oh, what's going to happen? And something inside you knows it's, it's a good thing even though all your yeah, security uh, falls away. Yeah. But something inside me just told, told me that, that it was a good thing. That's one part of the story. And the other part is my horse who had uh, and has uh, some physical uh, challenges, which were really difficult for me to... I wanted to know what was wrong with him because he wasn't walking like he should. Um, but it was not really something you could say, well, it's that leg or it's uh, because of his uh, back or it's, it was not clear why he, why he walked like he walk, walks. So I wanted to know more and I wanted to learn more. So that's why I started a massage for horses course. And yeah, that's how uh, things start rolling because I could afford the massage course um, from the money I got from the website I worked for. Yeah. So uh so those two uh, things, they got together and um, yeah, it worked out. Awesome. Yeah. So that's where I started. And when, when I was a little girl, I, uh, I was riding at a riding school and I always felt a little bit maybe guilty for the horses I rode on. And, and I couldn't really, because I, I was, how they, you call it in Dutch, a penny girl. So uh, I wanted to be the one who... The horses listen to and but I also I started massaging the horses then also um, just from intuition uh, because I wanted to do something for them and even when I was very young I was already reading about different approaches of how to train your horse and looking back on them it's not the approaches that I would use today but it was at least different uh, from what was taught in the writing school so yeah can you talk about that because I think very often for example Ross wants to take riding lessons at a certain point and I'm like you're gonna have to talk to Jolene first because <laughs> I, I I don't like the way people treat horses very often when they ride on them can you talk about how we can consciously ride horses yeah oh beautiful you think about it because uh, you know, it's for a lot of people, uh, a lot of things, um, what I was taught when uh, at the riding school, you are the boss, he has to listen to you. And it's, you know, it's not a bike with hair. It's a living being with a soul and it has its own feelings and it has its own emotions. It's really not an easy job to be a riding school pony because there are so many people who have to find their balance on your back and who have to uh, learn everything. And I know there are horses who can and want to do that but you have to be uh, you have to give them something in return so if if it's a riding school where the horses uh, get out and not one or two hours but a lot uh, and and have a chance to um, groom together because they groom each other uh, oh. for social contact and that 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 releases um, endorphins so that's the the cuddle hormone 
so that, and then it's really make, making them feel good. But there are also riding schools where they are practically 24-7 inside the stable, um, besides the, the one or two hours that they are um, carrying around uh, human, human beings. So um, I think that are two really important things. Yeah. So the, the opportunity for them to socialize with, yes. with other horses and to get out of the stables and to just yeah. run around free. Yeah. Is there like a way in which you can ride a horse that's a bit more friendly towards that horse or not necessarily so much? Well, I always say if, it, if he doesn't want to, to, to do something, he has a reason for it. And uh, usually it's pain or discomfort. But, uh, uh, discomfort sounds a bit nicer, but in fact, mm, of course, pain. Not be pain yeah. uh, and yeah, what I see with a lot of horses, they, especially riding school horses, they're not that fast forward, but they have a reason for it. Or they just learn to ignore because of all our disbalances to ignore our signals because they get a, like 100 from them, uh, from us. We probably mean just to give two, if you know what I'm saying, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's also listening to your gut feeling, I think. Have your intentions clear. Mm. Um, but the problem is most of them, they became a little bit deaf for the subtle signals. So because a lot of people aren't that subtle and, and not, all, not because there are mean people or something like that, but, but just because you have to learn to keep your balance, for instance. So when you're sitting on a horse's back, there are probably... A lot of things happening on its back. In the end, it doesn't know anymore where to listen to. So yeah, it's 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 a little bit dif difficult if you go to a riding school, I think. But there are there are some schools who try to do um, yeah, to be conscious about that. Yeah, to be kind to that. Yeah, uh, to be be kind and maybe give some sit lessons mm. at first, so you don't have to bother about the gate it's walking in or uh, if it's uh, in the direction it's going to. Uh, but you don't only have to uh, care about your own balance and how you sit on the horse and that's it. Yeah, exactly. More than enough for, uh, for the first times, I think. Okay, cool. Thanks. So basically sitting on a stable like um, seat beforehand, learn how to, how that yeah. feels, maybe on like a, like a, a book, that's what you call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you also have those, uh, those, those things and you also have like centered riding. I know there's a, a riding school in Amsterdam, mostly for kids, I think, but they teach with uh, centered riding and they teach a lot more than riding because they uh, find it really important to know uh, that the children learn how to groom the horses, how to take care of them, um, to be soft. So that's really, yeah, it's yeah, really, cool. uh, yeah, it's really nice place. Centered riding, I'm going to check that out and put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, you are your own boss now. And I love that, obviously. <laughs> I hope. Um, so how do you make your con uh, beautiful contribution to this world? Can you like explain something about the work that you do? Yeah, what I try to do is uh, there are a lot of horses with stress and um, it's because yeah you know uh, by nature our horse lives with his family it grows up in a family and it lives with his family uh, uh, especially the mares uh, if, it's a, if it's a stallion then at some point he has to get out but then they often make groups uh, only for a stallion so they call it a bachelor group oh group. really oh really <laughs> and yeah life. and if, if they're old and strong enough they uh, can try to get a harem of their uh, their own so they can try and find their own 
family uh, or, or, yeah, or marriage and start a new family. But if you look at how we take care of horses nowadays, they don't have anything of that at all. And the social security is something they really miss and lack of. So yeah, in, at some point, all horses have some stress. You know, a horse that kicks or bites or rears or runs, that's not hard to miss. But there are a lot of subtle signs that can tell you that the horse is not feeling very comfortable. So I teach people what those signs are. So um, that's something I do. And the other thing I do is to either I, I try to make the horse more relaxed in his body or I teach the owner how to do that. So that's um, beautiful. yeah, so I, I, I try to the self-healing um, abilities of the horse. I try to um, reawake them. Wow. How do you do that? I use body work. Mm-hmm. And that's a combination of, so I started as a, as a massage therapist, but I was always, I like pretty hard, harsh massages myself, but a lot of horses, they don't. So um, I do really soft techniques, techniques, just making uh, the horse more conscious of its body by moving the skin or just uh, putting my hand, hand somewhere. Um, it's a lot of conscious breathing and being in my own body uh, that, that helps the horse to that's yeah, kind of an invitation for the horse to um, uh, also do that. And I use some uh, acupressure points. Sometimes I use some oils. Those oh. are the things I try to do. Yeah. And the other thing is I uh, try to teach them things where I um, uh, reward them for um, yeah, good behavior. It's not a word. Good is not a word, a word I like. Punishing but... them for bad behavior. Exactly. So I'm telling, I'm, I try to tell them, yes, this is what I like. Thank you. Um, would you do it again, please? And because I reward them with something they like, yeah. food, yeah, they will do it again. Yeah. Or try to search for the answer. And, and that releases a, a lot of uh, good feeling hormones. So um, instead of what is really normal in traditional her- horse world is uh, use pressure and release. So if I want the horse to um, walk with me, I put a halter on and I take some pressure on the on the on the rope mm. so he feels a little bit pressure by, behind his ears now of course that's not really pleasant for a horse um, so somewhere in that process a horse might do a little bit uh, uh, take a little step forward and then if you are quick enough and you release they learn pretty soon how to get rid of the pressure behind their ears but it's because they want to avoid something yeah exactly because i want they want to avoid something they do not like and what i like to do is give them food so they uh are trying to get something yeah they really like i think that's called positive reinforcement and the other it is yeah and the other one's negative reinforcement exactly yeah Yeah. i love that and you know it's it's really what that's something i really love those four um yeah it's kind of learning quadrants or something you have positive reinforcement negative and you have positive and negative punishment and they all work and and, and it's it's not only they not only work with horses they also work with humans i was just going to say it's like it's like raising a child isn't it exactly Exactly yes and that's what you choose as a parent do you beat your kid up if it does something you do not like that's positive punishment positive is not because it's positive in the way it's uh, that it feels good but it's positive like a mathematic way because you add something to it so can you give an example of positive reinforcement yeah Uh, smacking someone is positive reinforcement because uh, sorry punishment uh, punishment, yeah yeah. Uh, because you want the behavior uh, to 
um, uh, diminish or uh, extinct maybe. Um, so let's say uh, a kid grabs a cookie when it's not allowed. Mm. Well, you can you can smack him or something, or maybe if you're really creative and kind of harsh parents, you can put some uh, electric uh, electricity on the on the cookie jar. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, positive though smacking no no it's it's positive because it adds something oh right okay it's yeah. it's, it's mathematical so ah, it's I not it. so the positive is like you add something and then the negative is you take something away exactly yeah. yes yeah right. that's it yeah so yeah when when the kid uh, wants to grab a cookie and you smack it or you or it, or it gets a shock or something then that's a positive punisher uh, because you want the uh, behavior to uh, diminish, you want to uh, make sure your kid is not doing that anymore. You can also say, well, if you take the cookie, I'll take all the cookies you have, and you uh, you aren't get you ain't getting uh, any of them no, anymore. So you hide them. And that yeah, so that yeah. is um, um, a negative punishment. So negative as in I take something away you like. Right. Uh, and with the same, you hope that it doesn't that your kid doesn't. Uh, grab cookies um, without your permission or something yeah. but you can also say well if you are able to um, stay away from the cookie jar uh, then in two hours you get a whole bag of cookies yes that, that, and that's positive reinforcement so I can think of an example of negative reinforcement now but, um, yeah, maybe just uh, if if it wants to grab uh, the cookie and you take uh, the um, uh, its, its hand or it, uh, you push yeah. it away, you 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 keep pushing until it's uh, your kid stops going to the cookie jar. Yeah, exactly. It's then like you stop pushing. Yeah. So you you add something. It's like the the um, the example with a halter, mm. where you add some pressure to uh, behind the ears and immediately stop with, with that uh, as soon as it does what you want to do yeah what, what you want it to do so it sounds to me like that within parenting world we've very much come a lot further because I remember my dad telling me that he used to like you know smack me on my diaper <laughs> and then yeah. at some point he did that once without a, me wearing a diaper and he saw like this this hand on my bum mm -hmm. and he's like, oh my god I'm never gonna do this again and no, yeah. parenting has become a lot more conscious over the last I think 20 to 30 years but within it sounds like within horse world it's not really come that far yet that you're really like re revolutionizing what you're yeah. I, I think horse world is really behind because if you uh, look at other um, animal trainings, for, do, uh, for example, dog training yeah. is uh, using lots of positive reinforcement. Yep. And although I do not like um, things like SeaWorld or the, uh, in the Netherlands, the Dolphinarium, oh, no. um, but they use positive reinforcement because yeah, what yeah. you want to do, smack, you, smack the orca or what? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably drowns you before you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, and also uh, in zoos, it's really uh, normal to, uh, you know, they, they call it husband husbandry. I always stumble about the word, but it's just um, an expensive word for caring procedures like um, uh, cleaning the the dentals. Mm -hmm. uh, or um, checking the ears or. Um, uh, checking the claws or something and they all do it with positive reinforcement and they can do it with tigers so why the hell we do don't they do it with horses now i can tell you why they don't do it with horses horses because a horse is 
um, often really easy to um, impress. Mm. They rather flight than fight. Wow. So um, if a horse gets a choice, it will always run away if, um, if it's possible. And yeah, yeah. so if you smack them uh, uh, really hard a few times, then it can look like the horse follows your smallest signal. Mm. But it because uh, but if you use pressure release, uh, it's only because they know if I do not um, uh, respond now, then they will smack me. Yeah, yeah. Or I get hit or something. That's exactly no. what you do not want. No, but it for humans. A lot of humans don't see it as a problem because well, the horse does what they want, and, uh, and they always say, "Well, it can leave if it wants to." No, it, no, it can't. No. Mentally, you can you can really easily mentally abuse a horse I think. Yeah. Or, yeah I mean it's still an animal a horse so yeah as humans we can think you know okay you can always leave a negative situation but I think animals very often do not have that option they might not even no. you know, come to that option what I find crazy is how we actually treat animals in general I mean you know um the meat industry is absolutely terrible. I'm not against people eating meat if they want to, but you know, like you, you only eat organic meat. Yes, and I only, I, do, I, I really, I don't do it every day. No, yeah, so, just be conscious about it. But yeah, that's especially, yeah, especially horses, because in Dutch we call a, a horse an edel deer. So it's like, if I literally translate it, it's like a noble animal. Um, yeah. It's it's more intelligent than a, a lot of other animals, and it's like it's got something special. So why why do we still treat them that way? Yeah. It's really yeah. It's really I I and I I do this for a living, so I meet a lot of horse owners, and I can see they really love their horses from but but they they do not know better or they. I always ask myself, how much do you love yourself then? Yeah. Maybe it's just what they were taught. And yes. And and just, you know, I sometimes wish that I didn't know what I know now because I can never, ever be unconscious around a horse or an animal mm. whatsoever. I was, there was a dog at our mutual work. Uh, there was a, a, someone um who who came here uh, she had to be in the castle and uh, stupidly enough she brought her own dog and she was like oh shall i leave him outside and we were like no just put him in the office and he will be fine he was was a sweet labrador so he was really sweet but i saw him uh, um uh, licking his lips and he was a little Thanks, bit Chris. whining and he was um uh, breathing really uh fast and I, yeah this, those were all stress signals to me and she didn't even notice. She didn't even know that he was, no, oh, no, he's fine. And uh, she was, yeah. And she really loved him. And obviously he loved her yeah, uh, because he was really missing her. And he was insecure about her leaving all of a sudden. Um, but, but people, yeah. Uh, well, she didn't realize. Well, they're not conscious about it. So that's why we're talking about it now. And I, yeah. that's why I absolutely love that you do this for a living because it can, you're really revolutionizing your field of work, which is amazing. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. You um, define the horses that you train by character. So how do you do that and why? Do you, do you mean the, uh, like the uh, elements, the yeah. five elements? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's, 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 because you can never put an individual 
animal or a human being or, or whatever creature in a box, but it's more for the, for the horse owners so they can kind of understand what kind of horse they have. And I've studied some uh, Chinese medicine, which is really different from, uh, uh, from the Western medicine. Mm. But what I love about it is that they uh, take nature as an example. And in nature, everything is in balance. And everything and every uh, tree, every rock, every creature. Um, oh, that's, uh, that's from every rock, every creature. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that from? Where is that from? It's for, uh, from Pocahontas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, she said it. Yeah, she said it. But it has a name. So um, everything has a place in it. And there's, um, you know, uh, all the seasons, uh, night and day, uh, yin and yang. It's, it's all, uh, one cannot exist without the other. Mm. If it's summer always, then the, the planet will be too hot. If it's winter or... You know, so everything is in balance, and if uh, so, that's what I really like about it, and that's how they also look at uh, at people. So you know, if 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 you have a wood type, um, the um, season that uh, belongs to the uh, wood type is the spring. So maybe you can already imagine like uh, the leaves just uh, starting to grow, the trees starting to uh, bloom, um, lots of green uh, uh, stuff coming up. And it's 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 like um, a growing force also. So if you have a horse that's a wood type, that's that's a horse that wants to grow and expand. And uh, so and but it's also uh, the emotion that belongs with spring is anger. Mm -hmm. So if you know um, that if your horse is not in balance and it will get angry, well, it's good to do something about it. Wow. So and, yeah. Yeah. So it's more for the horse owners to see well, what are the strong points of this uh, element, what are the uh, things you uh, have to think about, um, and also in relation. So if, if I, I, I always like to uh, uh, check the element, but usually uh, there are two elements, sometimes three, uh, from the horse and the owner. So they can all, and we can also look at how do you combine if you have a. Uh, um, if you have a, a, a wood horse yeah. and you are yourself a water element, water is beautiful, it belongs to the winter, but the emotion that belongs to water is fear. So if you are, if, if, if you are in balance both, mm. then it doesn't matter which uh, types you put together. But if you have a, um, uh, an out of balance horse, that's a wooden type and an out of balance human, that's a, a water type, then, uh, that human will never give the horse the security uh, that he needs. Well, no, because but it's also it's a vicious circle, isn't it? Because the the horse is angry, so will maybe bite or whatever he'll do. Yes, out of anger, and then the human becomes more fearful. More right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but if you have, uh, for example, a wooden horse and a wooden human, the downfall could be that you're both too competitive. And you, uh, for wood, it's really hard to take uh, rests, but it's really necessary mm. because if they don't, they are also getting out of balance. So they need some time off, but it's, it's, it's not the type that easily uh, goes to rest or meditation or something like that. So if you have wood on wood, <laughs> uh, that can also be hard if you're not in balance because you will make each other more angry. <laughs> yeah, or angry or just too tired. 
Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, too tired, and when a horse and when a human is too tired, they uh, that's when the body starts falling apart. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No. No. Cool. Oh well, it's really it's a really I love that also. Like for example, about Ayurveda, it's just a way to be able to define yourself and define the world around you, and to be able to like try and make a solution out of something. So it's a really great way of doing it. Yeah. I can imagine your clients really benefit out of that. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes they even don't know how I um, I see them, but um, it helps me also. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if in an earthy type, for example, usually need more time because not because they're slow, but they're deep, uh, and they uh, that's not something you would say on the first eye, but they they just have. To take some time to literally digest what they uh, um, learn and if you go too too um, too fast they cannot digest anymore i love that you do that in your work cool um you use acupressure you already said that a second ago how how do you do that do you like because um, <laughs> with acupressure you know i see needles <laughs> Oh, that's acupuncture yeah exactly that's true acupuncture yeah. so with acupressure yeah. you just use your fist or your hand or yeah i just walk over them yeah. no uh <laughs> that's yeah you know i then i cover all the spots and then i'm done no um <laughs> no i use usually i use my fingers um it, it, it depends a little bit on the horse but usually uh are my fingers and i do also have a, a red light a low laser light um, that can also some some horses do not like human touch that much much but they uh, can appreciate um, the influence uh, influence of the red light so that's what I use most and I um, because I work with horses there who have stress in some kind of way I use a lot of points for uh, calming um, yeah uh, yeah those those kind of, uh, of of things so and sometimes the horse just also. If, if a horse is open, uh, then they usually direct me where to go. Oh, wow. And oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my own horse, my own horse can do that. So uh, I always like to cuddle his face, but he doesn't appreciate it that much. So I uh, usually get a bum in my uh, face. <laughs> so, yeah. That's quite an attitude. <laughs> yeah. So there, please. Okay. Okay. No, I'm cute. Um, yeah, so acupuncture can really like positively like stimulate the meridians. Is that basically how you? Uh, yeah. Pressure? You know? Yeah, that's how I use uh, use it, and to uh, it also stimulates the uh, self healing um, capacity of the body. Awesome, that's beautiful. Yeah. And you also use essential oils. I mean, how can I imagine that? Because I know, look, for example, I use the oils of Young Living. And they mm -hmm. have like a pet sort of range for dogs and cats. But yes. so do you make them yourself or where? No, I some some I mix and I always ask if the horse likes it. So mm. because you can imagine if I put something on your body you do not like, especially if it's on the chest or nearby the nose, horses can smell so much better than we do. So oh, wow. um, it's really, yeah, it's really it can be really annoying if, if, if I put something on the horse he dislikes oh yeah i I, I, hate. That with, I had like this one oil and i really couldn't stand the smell i would just ugh, so i gave it to my mum. she was happy 
and she was happy helped. about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it helped her hold her ink. And I was like, okay, if you can stand the smell, so okay, just use it. <laughs> no, so if they can even smell even better than we do, then I can. Imagine. Yes. Yeah, they have they have same. Um, uh, it's a little bit uh, like uh, dogs. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, they can smell. So I usually I ask if if it's okay. So if it's really uh, if the horse really uh, pulls away its head, then I know okay. Maybe, maybe not, or maybe not here, but I use it uh, on the um, acupoints mm. to massage it in. Or um, and there's also uh, ger- geranium. Mm. Is that a word? Yep. Check that's, the, yeah, that's a good oil for uh, skin problems. Okay. So uh, that's of course not. Um, I have to mix it with uh, a carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like carrier oil. Yeah. So and then I just massage it um, in. where the problem is. So, and you then yeah. sort of like you know the problem of the horse and then you know which oil goes good with that yeah yeah i i would like to use it more often because i cannot i cannot use all my tricks um on the horse so i have to be really uh, conscious about what i do because you know the body you can give you, you, you cannot give all your input to the horse because the body has to be able to digest it so yeah. uh, i would love to work a little bit more with essential oils but because uh, I all, all um, I use my hands. I use the red light. I also use sometimes gua sha in summer. So um, and 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 um, the positive reinforcement. So there's only so much you can do in yeah. Uh, in of session. course, that makes sense. So you just do what feels right for you and yeah. what you think is right at the moment. So, but the fact that you use it sometimes is really quite interesting. Yeah. And why do you only use gua sha in the summer? Um, because uh, from what I've learned, gua sha opens the system. And um, if it's cold and rainy and there are a lot of parasites or, um, uh, well, things that can make your horse sick, mm. uh, if you open the system, they can much easily, uh, much more easily enter the system. Yeah, so that's why, why I do not use it. Yeah, with uh, the immune system and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah because um, uh, yeah, you, the, the skin is the first barrier between um, inner and outer uh, world. It comes to the body so if you open the, um if you open the skin then all sort of things you don't want can enter the body of your horse lovely yes. <laughs> so we shouldn't, well, shouldn't do that no cool no. thank you for that explanation okay so i'm gonna um ask four short questions um and then you just give me four answers doesn't matter the long or short okay <laughs> <laughs> just see what comes out so which subjects should be mandatory at schools all over the world and then like animal care excluded i love that question really um because i think schools are so much into putting kids in a box oh, yes. and, and i find it so such a, a shame because there's so much talent in the world that that just go that you know goes wasted because a lot of kids, they do not um, fit in the box we created. So, um, well, I don't know if it's a really a subject, but something like learning your own uh, talents and learning to appreciate it. Um, Maybe like a yeah. subject in which the kids can either explore their talents or expand yeah. the talent that they know they already have exactly it's like, it's like you you have i think it's in sweden or in finland they take their kids outside just to um, yeah. go into nature and explore things and there um 
yeah, questions questions follow by nature because they are interested and that makes learning so much more fun and 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 that's how they learn um where where they are interested in in the first place and what they're good at so and we have a really masculine society not not masculine as in men but but the masculine energy so yeah. focus uh, goal orientation yeah. uh all, bias. All, all, bias. Yeah. yeah and and of course uh, we have to be on 24 7 so it's really exhausting and feminine the more feminine uh qualities like uh, um flow uh, and flow and but also chaos people are uh, afraid of chaos but uh, it's in the chaos where the most beautiful ideas come from and where new things start to flourish mm. and bloom. So, um, yeah, beautiful. but that's not a subject. <laughs> Maybe focusing on on the flow and more feminine energy. Oh, that's what the world... Yeah, or that it's more equal because yeah. my friend is... Well, she's thinking a lot about those subjects and, and, and she said, well, you know, women they started to do things uh, the the last hundred years they they started to do things men did so they so they can probably do all the stuff most of the stuff that men can do yeah um but men on the other hand didn't do the same thing with feminine qualities right. because they are always um still seen as weaker or uh, secondary or something or less good so yeah and it's just not true it's it's very much they're both they're both uh, important yeah they are both very important i've i've learned within my relationship with ross because he grew up in a boys scouting group because you can see how he was really hard and very like you know have to do this have to do that um just very very masculine and i've noticed with our, within our relationship and after he started working at the free school oh my god that changed him so much oh. Wow. Free school is such a beautiful system, which they, especially this school, is a school for kids in need. So they're all kids with special needs, and it it changed him so much. As in, he has really become more thinking of you know how do I feel in this? Um, what do I exactly want? How can I communicate this without going into a childlike man tantrum? <laughs> Those sort of things. It's really developed him more as a person and more he's become more sensitive towards himself and towards others. And he doesn't necessarily show that a lot towards other people. I think the colleagues at his school know that side um, a lot better than maybe his friends at scouting. Um, but I see that side of him a lot that he can be really yeah sweet and sensitive and that has he's really developed that and that actually started after my grandmother passed away he was like whoa you know this is the first person I've seen pass away from close by and it's like whoa I need to start living my life like I want to live it not how other people tell yeah. me to live it you know that was really the start of it and yeah I think that sensitive side of him I just loved seeing how that goes and I just I hope that later on we can bring up more more men who can just show that sensitive side of him of, of not necessarily him but just <laughs> them <laughs> and him. look at Rossi <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I get you yeah and I just hope that you know if I one day maybe have a boy that I can bring him up um well if he wants to be gender neutral or whatever but um bring him up more sensitively if he does identify as a man mm. you know bringing up like it's okay to express your emotions and it's okay to um enjoy feminine stuff and it's also okay to go i don't know exploring in the woods which is yeah really more exactly yeah 
So yeah, that was my uh, sidetrack. <laughs> Beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> cool. Um, which book should everybody read? Mm, Harry Potter, of course. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because why all the serious stuff? You also have to have some fun and believe in magic. I love I think, so. that. Oh, my God. Yes, believe in magic. Which I, I'm Hufflepuff. What are you? You're, are you Gryffindor? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm too I'm too more uh, I, I'm I'm kind of a wood type so I'm too competitive for Hufflepuff oh yeah no you're not a Hufflepuff but you're also mm. not you're definitely not a Slytherin and you're not no you're too active maybe maybe if I uh, have to be something else that I think it would be Ravenclaw but I like the Gryffindors they are also a little bit more physical and adventurous and uh, Ravenclaw is a little bit too much about only intelligence yeah right? Yeah, well, I mean, Hermione was also intelligent in Gryffindor. Yeah, she was. Yeah. 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 Cool. I, yeah, I think that's you. Um, which show, film, or documentary should everybody watch? It could also be Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, um, um, no, no. Um, uh, I think Drag Race. I love oh, it. Yeah. I, I started yeah. watching it. I love it. Yeah, I think um, Drag Race really has given me uh, another perspective on on the masculinity and femininity and um, about it's it's really it's it's an art and it's about expressing who you are and I, I really love that and uh, daring to be big and especially here in the Netherlands is it's, it's pretty much oh, don't be too crazy because uh, yeah, that's one of those sayings I come from <laughs> Borda and Borda is like literally it's been it's been nominated as the most general <laughs> Average, <laughs> average city of like the Netherlands, where I grew up, yeah. and one of these sayings there is "Do my normal, or do you all gek genoeg?" Act normal, and that's already crazy enough. So yeah. I grew up in that environment as a different, like different person, you know, feeling different than that. And yeah, yeah but it's it's really if you if you try to stand out, if you try to, and I think there are who, there are no average people; they don't exist. No. It's just a number of all those people and, and yeah, something system too. I think. Yeah. 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 So that's and yeah, that's amazing. It's really yeah. you show they show arts. It's it's really amazing. But I love. Yeah, it. and they dare. It's really it's really inspiring to just daring to stand out because yeah. yeah, we all, you know, if you try to if you try to stand out, usually a lot of people around you will try to. They are afraid that they, that they are going to lose you or something. I don't know if yeah. you will be in danger. It's usually from love or, or, or maybe the opposite of love. It's usually from fear. fear. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, they... Um, and if you listen to the stories of those, um, those people, it's, it's sometimes really heartbreaking. And if you see what they can accomplish um, then and how, how it has formed them and how it has formed their art it's really i i love it it's really awesome it is it's beautiful to watch yeah and and they are so brave especially the first season was in 2001 the world was not very open no, back then not at, not I mean, at vegas all. i can imagine yeah but definitely i mean it's still not very open it's definitely made a few miles in those last 20 years yeah. so yeah they're really really brave people for yeah. what they're doing yeah that's a great great tip <laughs> Um, and then the last question, what's your tip for living a life in love? Um, love yourself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> How? Um, go easy on yourself. Mm. And 
um, learn how to relax when um, um, when things are not going your way or when you're beating yourself up. Try to find some relaxation, even even when it's it's hard, because yeah, you know, um, the more you tighten up, the yeah, the more difficult it gets. Um, and just yeah, just be kind to yourself. The more yeah, if if you are renting about other people, you're usually only renting about things in yourself because yeah. you do have them, or if you you don't have them but you want to have them, so yeah, yeah, or you just value something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go easy on yourself is really a very good tip. Yeah, yeah. We could all use that a bit more. Yeah, a little bit more femininity. Yeah, definitely. I because mean, it's it's really if the, the pushing through and I have to do this and I have to notice and I, yeah. why can't I do this? All oh, really masculine. So mm. just be a little bit more flowy. Flowy. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I mean, if you look at how we speak to ourselves sometimes, imagine then talking to a child that way. Yeah. You damage child's heartbroken. Yeah. yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's a great great way to end this conversation. Thank you so yeah. much for making the time to record this podcast. I'm really enthusiastic about it. I think we talked for like forty minutes, so it's gonna be a long podcast. But thank you. I really loved it, and um, yeah, I'll see you uh, soon at work. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Oh, I find Jolene so wise she really knows her stuff and I've of course had the pleasure with of working with her and she is just really present she's very present she's very confident in who she is and you can really you can really see the Gryffindor in her because she goes for what she believes in and the way she is revolutionizing her field of work is really impeccable and I wish that so many other people would start treating their horses and other animals that way too but like she said in so many fields of animal training they already use positive reinforcement but why not in the horse world and she is making a change in that so I really admire her for that and maybe this has got you thinking like wow how do I treat animals myself and maybe also how do I treat my children as in raising them so maybe this got you thinking about how do I treat animals myself I hope this has let you start thinking about how you want to treat animals in the future and if you already did then maybe this is a great episode to share with people around you that um, might need some inspiration in that area thank you so much for being here this week I hope to see you next week I have a great interview for you lined up then too and I will see you soon come and check me out on Instagram and I can't wait to receive your DM to just share how this episode has influenced you and I can't wait to see you next week in the next episode have a good one bye